Staying in contact, I'm London Mitchell. The Ability Center of Greater Toledo is on a mission to make the Toledo area the most disability-friendly in the country. We need to break down attitudinal barriers that often get in the way of developing a truly inclusive community. One of the ways to make that happen is for individuals with disabilities to advocate on their own behalfs. If you contact the Ability Center of Greater Toledo and ask about advocacy, you'll probably be connected to Angie Goodnight, and she is my guest for this program. I've known Angie for quite a while, and before we talk advocacy, I asked Angie to tell us her story, because no one ever expects one day to become a person with a disability, but it does happen. Many people think that, oh, that wouldn't happen to me, but you know, nobody wakes up um, on a particular day in the morning and thinks to themselves, well, by the end of the day, I could have a disability, because that really is truly how it can go. Um, my personal story is almost 25 years ago, when I was 32 weeks pregnant for my fourth child, I developed pancreatitis. Um, this has only happened to four women in the world. So it was something that, you know, the doctors had really not seen. Um, I was in a coma for 14 days. My daughter was born while I was in that coma. I developed a very severe lung disease called ARDS. Only 30% of people that develop ARDS actually live um, to talk about it. So I feel I'm extremely fortunate that you know, 25 years later, I'm here being able to sit and talk to you and tell you my story. So when I woke up out of the coma, 14 days later, my daughter was born um, and I was totally blind. So I became blind from the pancreas. The enzymes went up causing optic nerve damage. So it's been 24 years. I often tell people, um, you know, especially my role at the Ability Center when I speak to newly acquired uh, people with disabilities that, you know, I kind of had to learn to be blind. And I feel that having a disability, it's not a bad thing. It's a different thing. And we just need to work through those different things and learn how to do things differently. Um, I say I'm a seasoned blind person because it has been 25 years. Um, and I, I just, I'm extremely independent and I've learned to do things um, being blind. So between technology um, and, and just all of the years that I've uh, had my disability, um, I, I don't think I'm missing out on anything. The only thing I can't do is drive a car. Other than that, I'm good. I can't believe that people that develop a disability later in life, as yourself, aren't really, really depressed. And they think that uh, there really is no future for them. How do you yes. start the conversation? How do you get them to turn their thinking? So I, I let them know. And, you know, I, as I said, being a seasoned blind person, if I get somebody that's newly blind, I surely can't go into that conversation telling them, oh, I cook and clean and, you know, I've raised my grandchildren. I, you got to be real careful because what you're setting them up for is to think, oh, I'll never be able to do that. So I just let them know that slowly they will learn, you know, how to do things. And when I woke up out of my coma, I was depressed. You know, I had good days and bad days. Everybody has good days and bad days, of course, um, whether you're, you're, you are have a disability or you don't. 
And I can honestly say that my bad days began to get further and further apart. So, but it's okay to be down. It's okay to have those feelings. Um, feelings are feelings. I don't think they should be discredited in any way. And it's okay to feel depressed. But the, the main thing is that you don't stay there. You, you have to get yourself up, brush yourself off, and, and do something uh, about the disability, regardless of what it is. Um, you have to do something about it. You got to start somewhere. Baby steps, perfect. If that's what it takes, take your baby steps. You know, I got there by baby steps. So, yeah. <clears throat> Being newly acquired disability, people think right away, oh my goodness, my life is over. And I can honestly, I was pretty young when I lost my sight and kind of, you know, life kind of really started to begin um, back then. So, yeah. I would imagine, I would imagine you don't want to face this situation alone. There are people out there to support you. Yes, absolutely. So just in the, at the Ability Center alone, 51% of our staff have a disability and 51% of our board also has a disability. So not only the Ability Center, but there's other places, other organizations that, that people can turn to. Um, you know, it's, I think it's really important when that person sits down and starts reaching out that hopefully they get the right person. Um, you know, it, it's just really important that people receive somebody at the other end and letting them know that, you know, you're here, letting them know the resources that are out there. Um, and, you know, go slow, learn your resources, meet with people, talk with people. There's lots of agencies to help with so many different situations. And, you know, I, I tell people now that you don't have to recreate the wheel. The Ability Center has so many resources on so many different topics, and we can point you in the right direction, whether it's a spinal cord injury or a traumatic brain injury or blindness or, you know, even if you have a child with a disability, um, we have resources for that as well. You have spent a lot of time as a that's what we might call a self-advocate, a person who has a disability that advocates on behalf of people with disabilities. Tell me a little bit about that. So advocating, I, I think, you know, that it's in my blood. It's something that I'm extremely passionate about. Um, you know, there's wrong ways and right ways of advocating um, for yourself or for others. Um, sometimes it, all it takes is a simple phone call um, you know, from the Ability Center, sometimes just advocating on a person's behalf, uh, letting the people know too, encouraging people to do self-advocacy themselves. Um, it can be a little uncomfortable, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Um, I also had to advocate for my daughter. Um, she was born premature. Therefore, she was on an IEP all through school. And I used to say, you know, if I don't advocate for her, who's going to? But through that process, I also taught her how to advocate for herself. You know, I let her know that, you know, I, I hope to be around forever, but that may not be true. And, you know, I, I taught her as well to be a strong advocate and it's really worked to our advantage because she actually has a daughter with autism um, and she's a great advocate for her. Being an advocate is a wonderful thing. There's a lot of different ways people can get involved in too, depending on how deep they want to get into advocacy. What do you mean by being an advocate, what are you advocating for? Can you give me some concrete examples? 
Sure. So, you know, it may be uh, with your employer, you may need some kind of like uh, accommodations and asking for those accommodations, you are advocating for yourself. Um, uh, you know, your uh, children in school, you know, the schools sometimes say, no, we can't provide that. Do your homework. Um, you'd be surprised on what, you know, the school should do. Advocate for yourself. Let them know that you know this is what is supposed to be done. Um, doctor's offices, um, they have to supply people with different accommodations. And people sometimes have to advocate for yourself. You know, and I, I also say that sometimes we got to hold people's feet to the fire and, you know, we may have agencies out there that are all trying to do good. And, you know, but sometimes a person has to advocate for those services with those certain agencies. So it's just kind of standing up for yourself and, you know, showing that you do have a voice and that you should use it. Very important to learn a little bit about, you know, self-advocacy. And, and the, the more you do it, the more you learn and the more techniques that you can develop. You know, and hopefully teach, you know, turn that over to a friend or a relative or a neighbor um, or your children. As a society, as, a, as an overall community, are we, are we missing out? Are we losing by not reaching out or being more inclusive to people with disabilities? I think we are. I, I do believe, Lon, that we're getting better. You know, the Ability Center wants to make Toledo the most disability-friendly um, city in the country, um, which obviously is going to take some work. But in in my 25 years of being blind, I do feel that, you know, we're moving along slowly, you know, but surely um, people are starting to think of people with disabilities. The more of us that are out there, um, in the public and in our community, the more people are realizing that, oh, they have a disability, but they can do that. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times people stereotype people with disabilities and they think that because we have a disability that we probably just sit at home and we don't do much. Um, and we, that's what we need to change. We need to change people's minds about people with disability and let them know that just because we have a disability doesn't make us any different than them. Um, I, I'm a mom, I'm a grandma, I'm an aunt, um, I'm all of those things, just like other people, um, hopefully listening to this uh, podcast, you know, we're all people, and some of us do things differently, but um, it, we're moving along slowly but surely. So it's becoming a more disability-friendly uh, community as time goes. And I'd like to think that even myself um, play a little part in that. Um, I don't hesitate going into a place and being extremely polite and just saying, you know, that's not very accessible over there or, you know, um, and, and that's okay. If you do it in a nice way, people are, are more apt to listen and think to themselves like, you know, she may be right. And, and that's what you want. That's the kind of attitude you want from people. So you don't want to come off as aggressive no uh, no not at all don't come across like you're angry sure you're angry yep you're mad at the world that this has happened to you eventually that will you know die down that will go away but you cannot come across like that my mom always said you get a lot more with with sugar than you do vinegar and let people know that you're a caring kind person um and don't come across aggressive. We're not getting anywhere if we do that. People turn a deaf ear to us. And, you know, we don't want to act like we're entitled. 
you know, I'm not entitled to anything, although I do have a disability, does not make me entitled um, to something. And that's not what uh, communities, restaurants, housing complexes, employers, um, they don't, they don't want to hear that uh, ours being aggressive or, you know, we need to approach it in the right way and hopefully get what we're asking for. When we talk about uh, being a self-advocate, we really want people who do not have a disability or who have not been in contact with people that have disabilities to learn what they don't know, to, to understand that we all maybe have some attitudinal barriers mm -hmm. and we're not aware of them. Right. Right. Um, you know, it, it took a long time. You know, you know, the saying think before you speak. Well, that's sometimes easier said than done. So, you know, you may not think you have an attitude, but I encourage people, even in a simple conversation, start with your dinner table conversation and uh, think before you speak, um, before you approach somebody, whether, you know, I mean, I'm thinking it's, you know, about your disability, please think before you speak. Um, don't have an attitude. Um, the person that you're going to speak to, they be, may be completely clueless about disabilities, about advocacy, about even what they are supposed to do as whatever they are. Um, you know, don't approach them with an attitude because then that gives them an attitude and that's what they're going to get back to you. And who's getting anywhere by doing that? Be polite, be nice. Let educate, you know, I'm always educating people and that's okay. I don't mind educating people. I hope that my takeaway is that they learned something from whatever I said or did and then they, you know, want to implement whatever my suggestion was. So don't, don't go into things with an attitude. You're not going to get anywhere besides an attitude back. And then it's really counterproductive. You, you really didn't do anything. Angie, good night who chairs the Toledo-Lucas County Commission on Disabilities. Her new video, Five Steps to Self-Advocacy, can be found at AbilityCenter.org. I'm London Mitchell, inviting you to join us again next week, Staying in Contact.